Welcome to Dig It. This is The Speaker. I'm here with my co-host, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doing good. How was your Christmas, guys? It was good. It was Not good. too bad. Pretty low-key. Pretty low-key. Yeah, so we're, we're following out the Christmas episode with the New Year's episode. Yeah. Are we doing anything Year. fun for New Year's? Uh, I'm going to my neighbor's house for a party, which is cool because I don't have to drive yeah. or drive home. So. <laughs> Very true. What about you, speaker? You can just stumble home, Edge. Easy. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not doing much. I might go to my brother's for a little bit, but then I'm going to come back to the studio uh, clean it up, get it all ramped up, and then start my list of how we're going to start off next year. That's my New Year's. All right. Mm. I'm going to fondue. Ooh, I love fondue. I know. I haven't, I haven't done it in a few years. I used to get together with my friends and do it every year, and it's been a while. So I don't drink, and I don't really like going out to the bars and stuff. So, you know, I, I really have no interest in being out on the road on New Year's Eve. No, it's a terrible time to be out on the road. Everybody listening out there, hope you're safe. Mm. Right? Be safe. Be safe. New Year's. Have fun. Get a cab. I'm not going to say Uber or Lyft because, you know, we're a little biased there. But get a cab. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today today we're just going to run through, uh, well, kind of three things, but we'll probably touch on other things as well. Um, Three big things that have happened this year. One, I'm going to talk about the protests worldwide the sort of great awakening that's happening with a lot of these countries and what it's resulted in for some of them. Um, Edge is going to talk about Spygate um, and Corey is going to get in a little bit about human trafficking and what's happened this year because there has has been some positivities towards it. There's been a lot of arrests and stuff as well. So Corey's going to go into that. Um, What should we start off first with, guys? Let's start off with you, speaker. But first, I just wanted to, you know, preface it by saying, guys, that we really wanted to just show you a grand scope of the whole year so you get an idea that things really are happening. And some things, you know, aren't always going to go our way or aren't always good things to report on. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, a lot of things are happening. So that's a positive. That's a positive to look at. Mm-hmm. Rather wrong with being hopeful. And things are changing, so... Let's get into what you said, what you were going to talk about, Speaker. Oh, God, I'm so, I've got like so many pages in front of me. Do you know how many protests there were this year? How many? Well, countries have got down so far is 21. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, I know, right? So I don't know where to start. I'm just like looking at all these and I'm just like, oh my God. Well, let's not cover all 21. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to cover all 21, but I am going to mention them. Um, okay. Just in passing, mostly. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of the smaller ones that have happened. Uh, Indonesia, there was a protest there this year, uh, which was against draconian laws. And what, and what they were protesting, which is weird, um, uh, the government put in a law saying that outlaw sex outside of marriage, uh, you get jail time for that. Pretty mm. draconian, right? Um, and jail for unmarried couples living together. Yeah, six months jail for that. Wow. Crazy, right? Mm. Absolute crazy. Um <sighs> Yeah, so they're protesting that, which is, you know, for us. Uh, Venezuela, uh, over corruption, so they've been pretty big there. And you've got to note that most of these protests, half of them are still ongoing. 
Yeah. Right. Right. It seems like sometimes they'll, they'll spark up and then they'll die down maybe a little bit and something else kind of reactivates it. And, you know, but they're still kind of ongoing. Yeah. Kind of like Haiti. It's the, it's the never ending protest over there. Right. Yeah. Well, year after well, year after year. Yeah. Well, Haiti's another one. Let's, let's mark that off. Our, <laughs> <laughs> um, our, uh, Iran, which is a big one, which is still going on at the moment, um, corruption, uh, so they're protesting corruption, gas prices, and regime change. Now, Ar- Iran got pretty serious when it comes to deaths. I mean, last time I saw, there was about 400 casualties, um, and that mm-hmm. was, uh, and that, that's that's still going on and pretty crazy. But um Azerbaijan is another one. That was a small one that kind of died down. Uh, but they were protesting against uh, government corruption and uh, election tampering. I don't know why, but I just like when you say Azerbaijan. Say it again. You like, I, <laughs> you like when I say Azerbaijan? There you go. <laughs> does, it just, does it just roll off my tongue, does it? It does. <laughs> okay, keep going. Unlike keep going? Me, you sure? <laughs> You, you sure you want me to say it like really slow, like Azerbaijan? <laughs> um, Lebanon, which is another one that's still going, which started with um, a proposed tax on WhatsApp and then kind of just completely went, went into a whole lot of uh, protests over gas prices. A lot of these seem to be gas prices or uh, prices on certain amenities, so such as train fares and stuff like that which is a good reason to protest. Chile, still ongoing. Um, started when the government um, announced Metro rush hour and Chile got pretty crazy. So they were burning down buildings and pretty much the worst violence that Chile has seen since 1990. I remember uh, that when they were burning down the buildings. Videos. Yeah. That. yeah it's, and, and there's been a few casualties there too. I think for oh, 2030 last time I looked mm. but who, who, know, who knows with these figures because these these casualties figures are coming out from government sources so we really don't know we just kind of have to speculate a little bit on it uh, Spain Catalonia uh, which they started protesting after the arrest of the former president of Catalonia and he was jailed on various charges of rebellion sedition and that is still on and off I believe this is crazy what's happening in the world right so, like, what, what, once you actually start listing them all down, it's like, right. Jesus, man. <laughs> right? It seems um, a lot of like those people out there. Right. It seems like oh, yeah. the, the theme is government corruption or, yeah. or, and or oppression. Right. And people yeah. are waking up to that. Yep. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think it's got to a point where people are like, wait a second, this is ridiculous. Look at what we're getting taxed. Look at all these things coming in. We can't afford it. You know what I mean? Like, so how's our country helping us? They're helping themselves, obviously. But we're getting the short end of the stick here. Uh, Pakistan, another one. They, uh, those, those were pretty big. But I, I remember I talked about this last time. There was a little bit of a conflict there. Otherwise, I, I didn't really know what side to take um, on this. So they started with election, well, apparently election meddling. Their demands were for the Prime Minister Imran Khan to resign on worsening economic conditions. That... I'm not sure if it's still ongoing, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Iraq, still ongoing. Uh, That began in early October uh, with corruption, unemployment, lack of basic services. And we've seen a lot of, lot of deaths in Iraq. So 
last time I saw it, it was about 250 people. It wouldn't surprise me if that's gone up to 500 now. Right. Weren't they sh like gunning down protesters? Yeah. In, in Iraq, they're actually using live rounds on protesters. So, yeah. which was a huge, which was a huge call to the UN. Wow. I, don't, I, I don't know what the UN were going to do. <laughs> we don't know how corrupt they are, but yeah, it was right. just a huge of, of human rights abuses. So our, our Iraq military didn't really give a shit. Um, Bolivia, which was a big one, which also saw the asking of Eva Morales, who resigned um, after local police and military uh, forces kind of forced him out. There were arrests on live TV with elected officials who was running the election uh, numbers, because remember it's. Uh, it went down for about 10 hours and then it came back and he won. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Shady. So, extremely shady, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Iran, a lot of deaths there as well. This one went from zero to a hundred really quickly. So a lot of the Middle East are pretty pissed off at the moment. <laughs> so there was a nationwide protest. So the government rolled out a petrol. Uh, reditioning scheme and that set prices of fuel up by something like 50% and you got to understand a lot of these countries that have kicked off with these protests um, have been rises of like 35 cents 50 cents but that's a lot to these people that's that's their livelihood that's you know their 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 paychecks low Netherlands so the Dutch farmers uh, have been protesting on and off and this 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 one is which I can say is a direct result of climate change because of the, all this climate change um, bullshit that they're putting in through the government. Mm. They're, they're charging all these farmers emission fees and stuff like that. And they can't, they can't pay it. They can't cope. I mean, they're not, they're not charging it to the airlines or any, any of these sites, but the farmers are getting hit really hard. And that is, yeah, a, a direct result from these climate changes that are going through Europe. They're trying to push through. They're trying to make you pay. And they're trying to do that all across the West. France, we all know about the yellow vests. But at the moment, over the last couple of months, there has been, I, I think, several se separate protests to the yellow vests. So that's that's kind of getting bigger or staying really strong because um, I, I do post a lot of it, a lot of their stuff on Twitter. And a lot of, uh, it just seems like it's just, it goes on and off periodically, up and down. Uh, but I, they're, 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 they're not ready to stop anytime soon. I just wouldn't surprise me if they keep going on for years until Macron goes. Right. Yeah, that one's been pretty consistent for uh, a long well, while. Well, one year and seven weeks. Wow. It's oh. pretty big. And now you've got these other protests which are joining in and <laughs> kicking off too, so it's making them even larger. Um, Algeria, once again, government corruption. Uh, Ecuador, uh, they scrapped a few subsidies, which led to a sharp uh, price of petrol. Uh, Sudan, so the Sudanese revolution took place this year. Not many people knew about that one. No, mm -hmm. I hadn't heard that. Uh, yeah, so I'll... I'll I'll go, I'll go through after I've kind of finished this list of uh, leaders that have actually been ousted because of these protests. So there is a few. Um, Egypt, once again, government corruption. Georgia, Malta, and India at the moment. Uh, I think there's a Muslim law going there. I haven't looked into that one as much as I should have. That one's just recent. And there was one in Italy too, I believe. So... That's just the general list of all these countries which are pissed off and that are having actual serious protests, not not climate change bullshit, orange man bad protests. 
these are actually something that are affecting the citizens really bad. And they're and rising they're, up. And they're rising up. And Hong Kong. Sorry, I, I missed Hong Kong, which is probably the biggest yeah. on this list, which started with the criminal <clears throat> extradition bill and has really captivated the world, I think. Yeah. Um, so who, who knows where that one's going to go? I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure where, where that's going to lead. And I think it's going to be very hard to predict it because, I mean, China can shut, shut that down anytime it wants through its military might, but they won't because of how it's going to make them look on the world stage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to be reserved with that. So I don't know what, what the Chinese are planning, but I, if, if anyone knows the Chinese, they're not, um, they're, they're not kind with those sort of things. So let's... History yeah. would say otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah well... Like I said, they still own Nepal and stuff like that. They still run those countries. Will Hong Kong get independence? I hardly doubt it. But if they can try to keep the basic rules of Hong Kong and their constitution, uh, let's hope that they will still keep a capitalistic society, which is what Hong Kong is, um, with the communists trying to move in and overtake it. Um, so some leaders that have been ousted because of these, um, because of these protests... Um, I don't know how to say this. Um, it's not usually like me because I don't struggle with names that much. Um, Abeliza Benefica from Algeria. So he was ousted because of that protest in Algeria. Uh, Omar al-Bashir in Sudan was toppled. Um, Saad Hariri from Lebanon has stepped down. Eva Morales from Bolivia has stepped down. Um, Adel Abdul Mahari uh, from Iraq. Uh, and Joseph Musket from Malta. Now, I assume these are like high-level officials that we're talking about here. Yep. So, head of state, head of states or presidents or governments. So, real high officials. Okay. So, leaders. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So, crazy, man. Like, 2019 was really the <laughs> year of the protest, I think. Well, it's a, it's a rough transition, but it is the way I see it in general, the Great Awakening, people uniting, coming together, and standing up against government oppression and corruption. Amen. Well, trying to, anyway. Some some countries have been easier than others, but it, sh- it shows you what people can do when they're really united as one uh, against their governments. I still say we should all stand up and not pay taxes for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I already can hear all the people going, but, 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 but then there's this and then there's that and da, da, da. But does it not just piss you off to think that the very corruption we're trying to expose is whose pockets we're lining right now? Oh, yeah. It's money is going out to all of these NGOs. And if they were to put a halt to that, stop feeding all the NGOs, have to cut majorly slash budgets. Boy, that would shake things up a hell of a lot, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. It's just an interesting concept. I mean, if I... <laughs> one year, man. Just one year, everyone bow out. No. Mm. I mean, well, they can't arrest rest us all. <laughs> you look at... Can they? What? Can they arrest us all? No. Well, geez, you look at their... Uh, let's see, when I did the report on um, Onward Together... Hillary Clinton's Onward Together and how that's running illegally went in there. I had a little, a little chart, a little snippet from the IRS and it's like the whistleblowers division had like 12 people working in it. 
and they've got, I don't know. There ain't no way they're going to come arrest all of us. <laughs> I just don't like taxes. <laughs> well, it, it is sickening when you see that, you know, like the bill that was just passed, you know, just shoved in there right before they did the impeachment vote. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a stack, you know, a foot high and nobody's even read it, but they all have to yeah. vote on it. And there's like a million things stuffed in it to line the lobbyists, the, you know, the government the NGOs, line pockets everywhere. Um, it's disgusting. There's so much, so much waste. So the CDC and the National Institutes of Health can run uh, freaking, tw- was it 25 or $27 million study on gun violence? So they can basically do what they all do all the time is prepare documentation to serve their agenda and manipulate it to work for them for gun control. It just, yeah, it's, it's, it's all wasted money. There's so, uh, so much wasted money. I'd say yeah. probably a third of it's legit. Like, okay, the, the, the wall, the military, roads, or, you know, whatever. So, some of it's legit. But I'd say probably at least, at least two-thirds of it is total waste and fraud. Oh, my God. If you ever take the time to go into um, USAID and you start looking at where all our funds are going. In fact, <laughs> did you guys read? I love Rand Paul's annual rant he does at Christmas time. Did oh, you guys read great. this year? No, I missed, no, his... I didn't, I missed it. Oh, you got to find it. He Because he's all about the budget, you know? So he always goes in and he finds these crazy things that we're spending money on. And, and he did little graphics this year. And he's just <laughs> he's a sarcastic smartass throughout the whole thing. So it's, it's really funny. But, but like millions of dollars being pissed away on absolutely nothing. Just ridiculous, absurd things. While we have homeless people in the streets and, oh, and yeah. you know, veterans that need help and single moms and on and on and on. So, so yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to go in and find that thread. Okay, for sure. He just posted it last week, so it shouldn't be hard. Yes. To yeah, send it to us. I want to read it. No, so, you have right. to find it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. No, send just send it to, it to me. me. Can you shoot that nah, over? Man. Yeah, well, you're, you're the one that brought it up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> let's, oh. uh, let, let, let's get into some Spygate. Ed? Yeah. All right, guys. So much has happened this year. It's hard to just, like, summarize, but I'm just going to hit on a few points and that were really key this year and really kind of turned the tide and made us realize that, you know, things are happening. Um, I know it's, it's frustrating. It's hard to, um, people get impatient. They want results now, and we've been waiting for so long. But when you look back and you reflect on the course of the year, you see things are happening, and they're going to continue to happen into 2020, all the way up to the election. So back in March, Bill Barr released a summary of conclusions based on the Mueller's report. And that was just two days after Mueller filed the report. So Mueller spent, you know, 22 months on this inquiry. He's had 40 government investigators. He had, you know, it cost $32 million at least. And what did they find? Well, Barr stated the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government and election interference activities. Boom. No collusion. Mm -hmm. So when that 
Boom. Just, just FYI, <laughs> if you hear purring, it's not me. My my cat just took over my mic. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so Barr and Rose, Rosenstein conclude that there was insufficient evidence to bring any charges, no collusion. And so that was just a big nail in the coffin on the Russia hoax. And mm. despite all of their efforts, I mean, they went to extreme efforts to try to find things on Trump. They spent 22 months on this. They had 40 investigators, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants. That's insane. $32 million. And they still were not, bottom line, still could not find enough real evidence that the Trump campaign conspired with Russia. So, Boy, I, I, I'd like to dish out about 2,800 subpoenas. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so then I could it, come up with 2,800 names, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, sure. Sure you could. So that was in March. Then in April, Barr's summoned to testify. And this is like a congressional budget hearing. But since the Mueller report, report was just released... Like all of the questions, it was dominated with questions about the Mueller report. So do you remember this moment when Senator Shaheen asks Barr, because Barr had just created this, this team that was tasked to investigate why the FBI opened in this counter intel probe to spy on the Trump campaign. And so she asks him, she's like, why did you create this team? What's the scope of this investigation? And Barr goes, well, he, he, he explains that he's going to be looking into the genesis of the investigation and the conduct of the intelligence activities directed at the Trump campaign. And then Barr goes on to say, I think spying on a political campaign is a big deal. It's a big deal. And that kind of yep. shocked everybody in the room. And they were like, whoa, he just said spying. <laughs> <laughs> spying. Yes. Headlines immediately. And, and all of us are like, yes. And, um, and, and then Shaheen goes, you're not suggesting that spying occurred. Do you oh, that? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Barr, without tiptoeing around it at all, just plain and clear says, I think spying did occur. Yes, I think spying did occur. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, was like that the was headline good. the rest of the day uh, the next day we were like yes spying <laughs> did occur and so we knew that this was like the the where the tide was turning in our in our favor where now this whole russia hoax investigation was behind us there was no collusion and now it's turning to where we are investigating the investigators um yep. on spying on trump without due cause so that was in April. So then in May, Bill Barr appointed John Durham, which, by the way, I think John Durham was probably working behind the scenes. And this investigation was ongoing way before this announcement in May. But officially, Bill Barr announces he's appointed John Durham to head the investigation into the origins of this counter intel probe, and, which included spying on the Trump campaign. And so Dern's investigation is tasked at getting to the origins of the Russia hoax and finding out if the government spied on Trump illegally, Trump and his team illegally. What's great about Durham is that he has this really solid background, uh, like he, of like rooting out corruption. He had done a, uh, had led an inquiry into allegations that the FBI, that FBI agents and the Boston police we're working with the mafia. Great person to put in this position. 
And it gave a lot of people on our side confidence that stuff's going to happen. And we're going to get to the bottom of this, of rooting out the corruption. So that was in May. And then in... I know a few people are dubious on him, but so far he he seems to be doing all you know all he can, and he's talking pretty straight, like he's, especially to the media and stuff. So. I mean, everything's kept very hush hush right now, which is good. That's what we want. So it is being kept very hush hush. So that was in May when Durham was appointed. Then in June, Christopher Steele finally agreed to cooperate with Durham's investigation, as long as the investigators came to London where he lives. So what happened in July? Barr goes to London to meet with British intelligence officials and discuss their cooperation on the investigation. Do you think he got cooperation from Steele? I think so. <laughs> so then that was July. Then September, Barr and Durham go to Rome. And what are they doing in Rome? Well, they're getting cooperation from them, from Italy, and they're trying to get to the bottom of Joseph Mifsud's connection. Remember, Joseph Mifsud is the guy who set up Papadopoulos. Reportedly, they had heard a taped deposition by Joseph Mifsud while they were in Rome. So after this whole summer time span, they're collecting evidence. They're speaking to key players in the origins of the Russia hoax. And then what happens in October? Well, looks like they gathered enough evidence because Durham announces that his probe has turned into a full-blown criminal investigation. And he can't do that unless he has sufficient evidence at that point to do that. So apparently they got plenty of evidence over that summertime to go from a probe to a criminal investigation, which means he expanded his, his team, expanded the scope of it. He can subpoena witnesses. He can file charges. He can impanel a grand jury. So this was a big deal, and we knew that at this point, Durham had had enough solid evidence to do this. And by early December, then we have Horowitz releasing his long-awaited IG report, which Mm -hmm. confirms a lot of the things we already knew, that the FBI had had rampant abuses of their FISA in their FISA applications, you know, 17 errors on their FISA applications, including one email that was falsified by an no. F- by an FBI <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> couldn't Cor- be. It couldn't be. Cor- Cor- Corey's got this sarcastic bitchy aura about her today, if you guys Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I'm always a sarcastic smartass. She, she's had a few rough days lately. She has. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I ha- can you guys hear the creaking in my roof yet? Have you heard it? I have nope. not. All I've heard is my my kids arguing in the background the whole time. Oh, oh, I did. I did actually hear that a couple minutes ago, but yeah. it was really faint. No, it's like I have ghosts in my attic or something. It's crazy. I need to get someone out here to look at it. Every time we get strong winds, it's like this series of creaks. It's not like a normal. I don't know. It's not a normal creek, man. I don't know what's going on up there, but I hope my roof's not going to cave in on me. You'll be right. You'll be right, miss. So, anyways, it's, it was obvious. <laughs> it was obvious by December that Horowitz's IG report it showed a lot of FBI abuse, and not only that, it just it it has the way that Barr put it. It was just 
there was no justifiable predication for them to open this in the first place, this counterintel probe. And that they had wired people up, sent them in to talk to individuals in the campaign. They never just came out and talked to them. Hey, you know, these are the allegations. And everything that they collected was exculpatory and they withheld all of that from the, the FISA applications. Anyways, Durham came out this, that, that same day and he said, you know, look, I, I agree with many of the findings, but the one thing I really don't agree with, and based on my investigation, is the predicate. There was not an adequate predicate for opening this investigation in the first place. Yeah, uh, I did want to mention a couple of things like Barr's response to the IG report. He just said, you know, I think our nation was turned on its head for three years based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely hyped by an irresponsible press. And I think there were gross abuses and inexplicable behavior that isn't tolerable in the FBI. The attorney general's role is to protect against the abuse of law enforcement and, its, and the intelligence apparatus. That's my responsibility and I'm going to carry it out. Amen. So I think that's what we can expect in 2020. I know that people are getting impatient, but listen, Durham's investigation isn't going to be finalized in the next few weeks. In fact, Barr said, look, these things take time. I know there's a lot of impatience, but we have to make sure we have enough evidence and we have to be careful about the way we collect the evidence. They have to do everything perfectly legal, perfectly, you know, just no, no questions at all as to their, their way of collecting evidence. And so he says, we're not going to cut any corners on that. And there's some people who think Durham's report will drop in the next few weeks and that's not going to happen. I see this reaching important watershed perhaps in the late spring, early summer of 2020. Yeah. So late spring, early summer, that gives us what, like six months to stew on the bombshells that Durham has. (laughs) Uh, before the election. (laughs) Well, they keep trying to trudge ahead with impeachment. Yeah, and that's going to... Insanity. Yeah, that insanity is going to continue. But I think that... um, And Hoover still has his investigation into, you know, Clinton corruption, too, uh, going on. So, and then there's also the whole Burisma Biden thing. So... I think that a lot of stuff's going to drop before the 2020 election. I think the 2020 election is going to be glorious. Uh, we shouldn't become complacent. We really need to get the vote out. It's like so, so important. This election's going to be so important. But I feel confident Trump's going to win as long as Me we too. all do our part. Right. The, the only way I can see him losing is complacency. There is really no, no one there to challenge him. There really isn't. If, if if the Dems had a good candidate, you know, there's a lot of illegal voters. There is a lot of Democratic voters, but they just, they don't, they don't have it. And they don't have a candidate that satisfies all certain subgroups of the left. That's the problem. You've got the far left, you've got the socialists, you've right. got so many different factions within the left that all want different things. And that will really be their downfall. Did you guys see, did you see where... Um... Biden said that if he's elected president, that he would like to bring Barack Obama on to the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, good grief. Like, what? Oh, I just, oh. Post, 
Did you hear what he said today? I just posted the tweet, actually. No. Um, okay, so he's talking on C-SPAM. Biden's talking to this young girl, right? He said, after this is over, come talk to me. Promise. Anyone under 15, you get something special today. What? Yeah, I'll, what? I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link in group. No he's just, way. Yeah. It, oh, boy. He's, wow. Oh, my God, I hope he's the nominee. Oh, that's... Uh, that's just not right did you guys see the um the voter registration in california didn't have republican on it on the front page you had to like go like dig into it in order to find the the republican part where you check off i did see that and i also saw at some point last week i can't remember who published it i didn't get a chance to read the whole article but they were talking about this all of the immigrants that have come in about it changing up, like adding more House seats for the Democrats. And so I didn't have a chance. Did either of you guys review that to see what all, what that was, what that entailed? No, I didn't. No. Uh, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to look into again. Yeah, definitely something to get into the New Year's. Because that's important, man. Oh, that's, yeah. Those are real important things to look at. So let's, um, let's go into yours, Curry finish it off <laughs> all right so i just want to i want to throw some statistics out because <clears throat> i get it a lot where people are saying nothing's happening and for those that do just so you know i have a folder where i keep screenshots of everyone who says that ha no way <laughs> i'm eventually going to do a badass threat on that uh, because i'm just so done with hearing it so so if you're going to say it to me, just know you're going you're gonna to fall right into my folder collection. <laughs> a lot is happening. I mean, I'm going to go into the human trafficking stuff, but there's some other things that are really important, like the agendas, for example. Yes, we have Spygate. We have, you know, what's going on at the top level of our government and the coups and all the craziness there. But for I think that one of the most, if not the most important thing, is that people are waking up to the agendas. If you don't understand the, the, the various multiple agendas that they, and when I say they, let's see if I can lump this up, deep state, <clears throat> elite, bought off, sold off, devil worshippers, Satan worshippers, pedophiles, uh, corrupt NGOs that are funneling all of our taxpayer dollars. It's like a conglomerate of a dark force that, you know, which includes multiple people and shadow governments and of course the United Nations and the New World Order and the One World Governance and all of it. Okay, I'm lumping that all into one thing. If you don't understand their agendas because they even though some of those groups might have slightly different goals, they're, they're, like their, their whole goal is ultimately the same, but maybe they change it up a little bit here or they're taking money from over here while the other one's taking money from over here. But overall, it's the same damn evil and it's the same similar playbooks. So if you understand the agendas on what they're carrying out, you know, from the health industry, to the money system, to the immigration, the population, um, what their plans are for our future, all of it. If you, if you understand that, then you have the bigger pictures so that you can make better decisions and choices and you know how to navigate better and you're armed with knowledge. And to me, that is like the most important thing. And I've seen so many people wake up 
in these past few years to understand it to where now when they see projection flying at them or manipulation tactics or just pure deceit or you know some manipulation tactics that might not even appear that obvious I, obvious i see people pointing it out and it just makes me smile it's like ah people are catching on they're seeing right through all this bull crap so <clears throat> to me that's like the greatest greatest thing i've observed throughout all of this and <clears throat> that's why i really enjoy focusing more on the overall agendas and the operations and kind of blowing those apart and exposing it all so that people can understand all of it. Like not just the money or not just who did this one thing or that one thing, but understand it as, as a whole, you know? Right. Are you guys, I mean, don't you think you guys have seen a lot of that too? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. People are definitely waking up to the agendas and, you know, not just, you know, the, the, maybe like the more obvious ones, but for example, like your transgender report, um, I think that people are becoming more aware of how in your face that agenda has become. And it's not really driven by people who are transgender. It's driven by others who seek to profit or gain from that. Right. And, uh, so people are, I mean, just people are waking up to a lot of different agendas. Yep, they are very devious, sneaky, conniving little foxes. They are carrying out these agendas, not the people spotting them. <laughs> well, fo- so, foxes is a little bit too good of a word for them. Oh, they're like tricksters, you know? <laughs> they're tricksters. Oh, 100%. So, um, okay, so with the human trafficking, we have seen thousands of arrests and stings. I mean, you can't. You can go into the Department of Justice. You've got the straight-up press releases. You've got the Human Trafficking Division. You have the, um, oh, what's it called? Project um, Child, oh, I just lost it. But there's there's several different sections in there. And then you've got the FBI press releases. You can go in there any day of the week, and you're going to see takedowns involving human trafficking, which is a combination of um, physical labor and sex labor and um, minors, you know, some are adults, some are minors, some they're bringing in from other countries. Something uh, some people might not be aware of is that, you know, the United States, Mexico, and the Philippines are the top three nations of origin for human trafficking. So we're talking $150 billion industry with like 99 billion of that making up sex trafficking alone. Now that's obviously not all minors. We don't, we don't kind of have those numbers fully worked out, but it's, it is a huge industry. And we've seen, I mean, we've seen high level people go down and I've reported on this. So people can go through my articles. I'm not gonna go over the articles right now, but we've seen mayors, judges, um, people involved with child welfare organizations, with DCFS, teachers, lots of stuff with the churches and the in the Vatican. It's all being exposed and these people are being arrested and convicted. So here's just some numbers. So ICE alone, who of course the Democrats want to do away with, they initiated 1,024 investigations, uh, 2,197 arrests. They had 1,113 indictments with 691 convictions. And 428 victims were identified and assisted. So that's just the human trafficking that they handled. And we've got, I mean, you guys remember Backpage, right? Oh, the big, yeah. Big website that was in over 90 countries that they, they seized 
our government seized and then they, well, that I think was it, massive. it was like a dual effort, right? Weren't there a few governments involved in that takedown, I believe? Yeah. I think, I think so, so, yeah. Yeah, so they're still, like I just went in the other day and looked and they, they are still prosecuting people that were in connection to that. Like there was one case that I was just reading from a couple months ago where they uh, sentenced someone and it had to do with them promoting minors on Backpage. So those, so there's, there's a huge ripple effect that's still taking place from Backpage. And I think that, that wasn't that in like 2017? Yeah, I think it so. It seems like but, it's been yeah, a while. It has been yeah. a while. And so much happens kind of behind the scenes. People are like, oh, nothing's happening. But there's right. actually a ton of stuff happening. It's just not being reported on. No wonder who's, but, who's doing the reporting. Um, so, right. But there's a ton of stuff these people are being prosecuted from, you know, still back from 2017, this huge back page bust for one example. Right. Right. So we don't have, we don't have statistics for 2019 yet because they don't put those out till January. But in 2018, the Justice Department convicted 526 defendants for human trafficking, which was an increase of, or, or yeah, which was an increase of 106% for defendants actually convicted. And then the FBI initiated uh, 649 human trafficking cases. They arrested 2,453 people, which resulted in 410 convictions and uh, 422 sentencings during 2018. So some of those cases will probably carry over to next year. So, and then of course we all know about, you know, I, I think we all know about the trickle out of, in the news pertaining to various churches and, um, Gosh, I did a whole report on that and how that connects to child trafficking nests as well. Like you guys remember that case in um, Ohio with the three pastors and they were like sharing kids and they were from different churches and they're sharing kids. And that was, that was a whole huge mess. And one of the wives, I believe was uh, like a counselor. She was affiliated with child welfare. And, and so we're seeing, a lot of these these nests being broken up, which is right. very good thing. Um, the other thing is, is I've seen, I've observed a lot of people sharing information, speaking out, opening people's eyes to what's happening with the CPS system and the foster care system. And even our own State Department in the 2019 uh, Trafficking in Human Persons report, they even say in there that the foster care system, you know, that that's where predators of children um, target. So it's, they're, they're aware of this uh, with child trafficking. And so people need to keep putting a spotlight on all of this um, because I think, what's that? It's working. People right. It is. a spotlight on it. It is. And, um, and we've seen more, more of this over the last three years than we ever saw before in way of arrests and way of nests getting taken down worldwide too, not just America. Yeah. Right. Right. And then of course, you know, I, I had done a report on, on all these predators of children that are connected with the Clintons. And so, you know, this year we saw George Nader get arrested. I did a report on that. I won't, I won't go into the details of that because we covered that in a different podcast, but this is a guy who was jailed in Prague for sexually abusing 10 boys. And then 
recently arrested over here, which he's still waiting trial for. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, gets indicted in relation in connection with funneling money to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. Oh, so, imagine that another pedophile that that Hillary is close with. Yeah, and that whole thing, this whole thing, this nest, this connection of web of people connects in with the Pope as well. And I have that in my report. And then, of course, there's Kevin Spacey, which I know you are working on a dig on, and I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Um, he's had so many accusations against him. We now have officially have two accusers who committed suicide one who got hit by a car and died and one accuser that dropped their case. And then he comes out with that creepy Christmas Eve video again. Another one. Yep. I got a few things I'm going to say about that in my dig. Yay. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, so uh, that's someone who um, best not get away with all of this. And uh, hopefully we will see something come about in 2020 around that. Uh, as far as George Nader goes, oh, he's going down. Uh, and then, of course, you know, everything going on with Jeffrey Epstein, there's been more recent um, women have come forward who filed um, cases, sexual abuse cases against his estate because, you know, he killed himself. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't kill himself. So <clears throat> the uh, that was a whole crazy thing too well and then they recently just came out and said oh, officially the fbi is investigating uh Ghislaine maxwell which i thought that was already the case so i'm not quite yeah. sure why that cycled around again like that but yeah, and they fine. made it sort of official right that's bizarre i mean like she should have been the first one to like to to be investigated along with epstein like when he was arrested why didn't they i guess they didn't have enough evidence yet i mean really mm-hmm I don't get it, but... And then we had another victim come forward against Prince Andrew, and um, and then, of course, the contractors that spoke out about Zorro Ranch and all of Clinton's visits there. And so I, I really think that it's like wow. every few weeks, people make more connections and more information starts coming out. It's like yeah. these people that are all just one step away from Clinton keep getting taken down or uh, arrested yeah. or accused. So, I mean, it feels like each with each step, we're getting closer. If, if you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the mainstream, media is, cause the mainstream media is not blasting this shit. A lot of people going down. And look, the whole, you look at the Arkansas swamp, um, cases that have been going down out there, they've, uh, that included five former lawmakers, including Jeremy Hutchinson, um, who was just sentenced, and lobbyists and all of that. So for people to say that nothing's going on is just absolutely silly. It's just, yeah. there's but, a lot going on. It's a great big world, guys. Yeah. <laughs> moving parts one of the big untold stories except for you know people like you and me Corey and speaker um that have been telling this story is that the the cleaning out of the corruption in some of the other systems like the medicaid and the medicare system mm -hmm. i have seen just all over the course of this year millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of fraud being uncovered oh, yeah. and people being prosecuted for 
that. And your example with the Arkansas Swamp Report that you did and then all of the subsequent ups, updates since then is just mm-hmm. one example of that. But this is just like a, a massive amount of fraud that's being cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And they've been working on this for, you know, a couple of years. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of good um, uh, independent people as well t- tackling scammers and stuff, especially of the elderly, so which falls into fraud. Um, there's actually a few good YouTube sites there that you guys might be interested. One of them that I watch regularly is a guy called Scammer Revolt, and what he does is he pretty much scams scammers and he records it all. So he'll break into their computers, like shut down all their computers. It's just like vigilantism at its best. And he would like contact people that have been scammed and stuff and tell them and like he's 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 actually really good. I don't know his real identity, but he's brilliant. Hmm. So so yeah, so you've got a lot of independent people with like doing like whatever they can these days, which is really good. You know, not yeah. not just like putting out articles and all that. I mean, everyone's taking their skills and really trying to clean up this world. And since you brought that out, I just want to give a shout out to my awesome sponsors. People need to check out my real news page because I've got um, and I know you guys are familiar with all of these wonderful, we've got authors, writers, uh, researchers, reporters, um, you know, SGT Report, fantastic, Sarah Westall, Tiffany Fitzhenry, uh, James White of Northwest Liberty News. We've got this great book by Tony Natalie on Nixium. Nixium's another big one in connection with the Clintons. Of course, Red Pill 78. Uh, Chris from the McFiles and uh, Jordan Sather. So, you know, if people are looking for some other great news outlets, um, it's a good mix, a good variety. There's a lot of people just really working their tails off to cover all bases because there's so much going on. It's like way beyond Spygate, you know? Cool. And there's like so many of these people touch on different things as well. And they, a lot of them have their own uh, beliefs and stuff like that but in the end of the day we're all working for the same common thing and that's a good thing to have these differences among all these people so right right and it's like that article that you actually just released today um monday um cory which is um an inspirational piece that i really thought was brilliant and it's just about how you know we each have our own talents and our own expressions ways of expressing ourselves and you know exploring that and using that um towards this common goal that we have of cleaning out the corruption of the great awakening of all of these things and we all may have a different take we all may have a different area we focus on but together united that's how we get it done and that's how 2020 is going to be glorious is that if we stick together and we work towards that common goal using each of our own individual talents yes absolutely good point people need to be supportive of one another i don't i don't like when i see the competition or you know people rushing to get a story out to be the first one to get it out when they don't have the facts yet or it's just you know when i see so many people flock to one area to report on i go the opposite direction i'm like that's covered yeah, you're always good at that. I want to expose stuff that's not being covered <laughs> elsewhere. You are good at that. Hey, there's enough corruption to go around. So, oh, my <laughs> there's God. Enough, right? There's enough corruption for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there's, enough, there's enough to last three lives. You get a corruption story. You get a corruption <laughs> You get a corruption story. I'll be an investigative journalist in this lifetime, and then I'll come back in my next lifetime, and maybe I'll be a news reporter. <laughs> there's so much to cover. 
Yeah, just be but a good no, one. But, but seriously, um, people, and what I was also trying to convey in that article that I wrote today, um, it was to inspire people because, you know, our, our whole lives, the system, just the, the whole cult, our culture, the system, all of it, telling people, you know, you can't say that, you can't think that, you can't look at that, you got to wait, don't do that, this is how you do that, da, 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 da. And people like bottle up their thoughts and they're afraid to speak and they, they eventually just, no, I'm not even talking about talents. I'm simply talking about expressing yourself, you know, whether it's through words, through writing, through dance, through art, through music, um, however you, that's what feeds your soul. And that's how you explore and discover who you are in your desires and your passion. And, and a lot of people have suppressed that it, and it needs to, it needs to be released. You got to uncork that bottle and you got to start letting it out. And whether you just do it in you know the silence of your own home in the beginning fine and then later maybe you want to want to share it either way it's it's for you you know it's for your for your soul feed your soul and start expressing yourself that's it how do i finish <laughs> off Corey? Smash it. we could we, we could probably chit chat for like another two hours we could. <laughs> we could definitely could <laughs> <laughs> All right. To recap, everybody, 2019 <laughs> was a busy year. A lot of things Busy. were happening and 2020 is going to be beautiful. Yes, it is. And a we lot love of, you all. Things are going to roll out. We love you all. Thank you for following us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you have a good New Year's. Happy yeah, New Year, everybody. Happy New Year's, everybody. Be safe. We we're love you. Yeah, we're probably going to be talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on this special episode of New Year's episode of Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Len of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to check out all the links in the description below, and we're now on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Also, please don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and hit that bell. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! You do that, that very professionally, Ed. Go that down.